The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Are you still at home? You better still be at home. This is our coronavirus quarantine special, whatever the hell we're calling it, something Yankees. The goal is give you something Yankees every day to talk about, whether it's a debate online, whether it's something with the people you're quarantined with, uh, whether it's a blog post you're going to write, whatever it is. Uh, Today, I am joined by Ryan. You can follow him on Twitter at Stadium Status, and it's Stadium S-T-A-T-U-Z. Um, and Ryan has the spiciest, probably worst take I have ever read in my life. Ryan, what is your take that you'd like to talk about today? All right, what's up, JJ, man? Um, man, Joe Torrey, the legend, the myth, right? Uh, he's overrated, bro. 100% overrated, man. <laughs> 100%, bro. Um, I wonder how many people just turned it off now. Um, so, Joe Torrey. Obviously, mm-hmm. we know. How old are you? I'm 35, man. Okay, so we're the same age. So we've exactly. gone through, and I always just ask that to try to frame it around um, what, you know, like, you know, if you're 50, you might have a different opinion. If you're mm-hmm, 20, mm-hmm. you know, you have a different opinion. So we're the same age. Mm-hmm. Joe Torrey, yep. the manager of our youth into mm-hmm. our adulthood, you believe is overrated. Many people yeah, consider JJ. him the number three manager mm-hmm. all time of the New York Yankees, mm-hmm. a man that mm-hmm. managed the Yankees for 12 years going one, uh, one going 11, 73 and seven sixty seven with a point six Oh five winning percentage. How is he overrated? All right, JJ. So just, 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 just real quick. How I, how I, how I, how this whole thing started was just because, uh, it's just for Yankee fans. This is not for MLB. You know, this is not for other fans to be talking about. I would never bring this up around anybody else. This is basically family. You know, you're a Yankee fan. I consider you family. So we can talk about this amongst each other. Yeah, no one calls leave my... Leave our family business. Yeah, that's, no that's one calls my brother thing. ugly except me. <laughs> exactly. So let, let's just get that before I know that, you know, this that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so it's just for us Yankee fans to talk about, especially during this time where there's nothing to talk about. Um... All right, man. So, so I mean, I, I I have a couple couple little things here and there that I uh, just before we start is that uh, you know he got fired three times before he joined the Yankees. So let's just go before he joined the Yankees. 
You know, he got fired three times. He had a 538 career managerial record. And who did he, he, he manage? Uh, the Braves, the Mets, and the and Brewers? And the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Cardinals, Cardinals, gotcha. Cardinals, yeah. So he uh, he he managed all those teams. He was actually a really good player. I don't know if anybody really knows. He won the MVP, I think, in 77. He was actually a really good player. I don't, I didn't even know about that. But um, so, yeah, he stepped into the managerial career, you know, before he stepped into the Yankees. He was 109 games below 500. He didn't win a postseason game in 14 years. Yeah. That's before joining the Yankees, right? Okay, fine. So, all right. So, uh, you know, I was, you know, at, at that age, obviously, I didn't know anything about Joe Torre. So, Clueless Joe, you know, that's, I guess that's the biggest headline when they, they hired him. And Shaw Walter was, uh, you know, let go by Steinbrenner. And then, um, you know, from then on, 96 through 2001, magical. I mean, JJ, come on. We're never going to see that again. We peaked way too early. We're both the same age. We peaked too early. You agree? No, I mean, <laughs> I, I really could have gone for a World Series, like, in college. That's the one thing <laughs> yeah. is like just missed it, um, but like what a great childhood! I like of so let's say the Yankees have because they had gone eighteen years before they won in nineteen ninety six. If let's say they didn't win then, like all those World Series that they won, and they had like another ten years, you know, like we've just gone through right now. I don't even know. I honestly don't know that I love baseball as much as I do now because, like, the winning. Getting to the top, I remember the Yankees being shitty in the early 90s. I remember Danny Tartable Pogs, Mel Hall cards, <laughs> Pat Kelly giveaways, and then just Don Mattingly's broken old back. Oh, man. Just feeling so sorry for Don Mattingly. I think he's the first player. I remember like uh, just, just hearing my father and my grandfather talk about him, and it was just like, it was like, oh my God, you know what I mean? Like, like, why can't he just get over the hump? Why can't we just get this guy one? And and, and I don't know, man. His face, he always looks sad. I, I, I don't know. For me, the Donnie always looks sad, man. <laughs> yeah, it could be that too. Uh, but so, like, and then if that, like, that kept going, because I always look at, you know, team like the Brewers, like people who are Brewers fans, like, why? How do you even do that? <laughs> uh, you know, just teams that, like, don't win, don't get close, maybe make the playoffs, you know, every decade or so. Like, you know, the Padres, like, who's a Padres fan? Why exactly. would you do that? Just don't like baseball. Just like another <laughs> thing, like Magic the Gathering. So I, I worry that, like, that's where I'd be. Like, maybe I would enjoy mm -hmm. another sport more, um, especially being from New York. But so I don't know that we peaked too early, cause like, because mm. I, I probably true. wouldn't care if they if they started winning them now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I I guess I'm just saying it to the fact that like you know I started I don't know exactly when you started I started you know I remember Edgar Martinez they, they just played that game last night MLB Network eight thirty that Edgar Martinez mm. uh, line drive over the third base and then Ken Griffey slides to home in the ninety five postseason and just that was it for me. You know what I mean? That that was a turning point for me where like, it was like, okay, baseball or die. That was it. Like, this is going to be my life for the rest. This is going to be how I am for the rest of my life. You know, that and was then the 96. Taste. That right? was the taste. 95. Oh. Ken Griffey. That was like, yo, the first think, hits free. Like that first hit of playoffs. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. I'm just a junkie. Like, yo, you got any right. more than playoffs? <laughs> it's insane. Like that, that's how I feel like, man, we got introduced at the, perfect time like that rounding the corner Griffey rounding the corner and, and I love King Griffey Jr. you know now when he played the Yankees he killed the fucking Yankees I mean this career stats he killed the Yankees all the time and uh so you know that yeah that 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 obviously piqued my interest I was what 10 years old I think I just turned 10 so yeah and then and then 96 man the magical year that nobody knew was coming you know what I'm saying so so uh, I'll give I give hundred percent of credit to Joe that year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know if Showalter gets us over the hump. I don't know if anybody else does, but he was just so 
maybe the perfect chemistry. You know what I mean? It's, he had nothing yet. Yankees had expectations, but basically we had no expectations for him. So it was kind of like, hey, you know, this guy is a new manager. How's he going to mesh this thing? You know, Steinbrenner was fucking dropping a hammer on every single guy. Is he, is he going to fire him after 10 games? You know, how's it going to go? And Joe just kind of just like, I guess, just was able to calm the storm. And, you know, it was a magical run, bro. I mean, that that was. Well, he but, was a transitional manager. He was supposed mm-hmm. to be, you know, he was the Iron Sheik. He's supposed to mm-hmm. get it from Showalter to whoever's next. He was clueless Joe on the cover of the paper. Yes, he got fired three other places. Yes, he didn't win a playoff game for 14 years. There were less playoff teams then. It was much tougher to make the playoffs to get those playoff wins. There mm-hmm. were um, – and, like, yeah, he lost his job. But, like you said, no expectations. He's not or, – or the lowest expectations, if any expectations – and he's not supposed to do anything to win us championships while also so like show Walter people love show Walter people think show Walter's a great manager and he is but he was so bad with young players and with the core four coming along Andy Pettit said in 95 show Walter didn't even talk to him because he just didn't talk to rookies and now when you've got Jeter coming up you know Pettit's still young you've got Mo who's going to come along and you know play a key role in 96 you've got Bernie Williams really finding his footing show Walter could just couldn't have done the job because he wouldn't have talked to you know a third of the team because they were too young whereas Joe looking for fresh opportunity saw you know the opportunity to be the man in New York I mean he's a guy who's born in Brooklyn he knows like what it means to win a World Series for New York to be a champion in New York because he's, you know, he saw it as a kid. He saw it growing up. He saw it his whole life. And he really stepped up at that point mm-hmm. and managed a lot of personalities that changed over time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just don't see how that can be overrated. Maybe if you want to say like, his whole career, but he'd have if he had. Yes, if he if he was this good his whole career, he'd win 20 World Series. Mm. And I think that that's where, like I said, between Yankee fans, you know what I'm saying? Uh, nine, like 96, obviously magical 97, you know, um, who was that? Uh, one of the Alomar brothers, right? The home run off yep. of uh, Mariano in, uh, in Cleveland. And then 98, 99, and 2000, man. I mean, that that run right there, it was cemented forever, you know, in, in his in his Yankee history, obviously, and, and in our childhood. And everything was gravy. You know what I'm saying? Everything was gravy. Nothing there was no, uh, you know, no, we didn't feel like there was any missteps. I mean, 98 team was probably, you could put that down as one of the best teams ever in baseball, 125 games. I mean, they steamrolled the playoffs. I mean, the Padres, like you said, who the, who the hell was on the Padre team? Was Win on that team? Like, I don't even remember. He, I think he was the only one I remember being on that team in, uh, in oh, 98. And then 90, the 98, did they have Ken Caminiti still? I think so, man. I mean, that guy was a beast. Guy, yeah, like he was, <laughs> he was raw. <laughs> Yeah, but that team was not going to beat the Yankees. The, the Yankees could have spotted them three and a half games and they still wouldn't have fucking beat the Yankees. You know what I'm saying? Like, that team was just destiny team. And then 99, you know, Atlanta, that, that was a rematch in the 96. Bobby Cox couldn't get them over the hump either, you know. Another great manager just couldn't get them past that, you know, past the Yankees. And then 2000, I don't even talk about the Mets. I mean, give me a break. Let's, let's get serious here. The Mets were never going to beat the fucking Yankees. The Yankees, the Yankees. We'll never lose to the Mets in the World Series. I don't care. We played this game for a thousand years. It's never going to fucking happen. You know, the Mets will never beat the Yankees. So, okay, so we got that three-year run. Perfect. Everything's gravy, right? So now we go to 2001. You know, the events of 9-11 happened. And um, I don't fault anybody for that, obviously. That 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 was... I'll tell you who I fault. I fault Osama Bin Laden. I'm pointing fingers. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm I'm talking about baseball season, but yeah, oh, okay. I'm just right. making sure yeah, we yeah, do yeah. fault people. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, I, I know I'm kidding. I'm breaking chops. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that 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 was still the tough World Series, man. I definitely cried after that World Series. I remember that being a really emotional. Uh, I threw my really, house phone at the wall. Ah uh, man, I, I I yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. That 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 was the only time I ever felt like everybody was with the Yankees. You know what I mean? Like it felt like every fan wanted the Yankees to win that World Series for to, America. Yeah, man. Like, how would that parade would have worked out though? Like, would they have done it during the Kenyan Heroes? They like, what, probably, I don't even know. They, hmm. I don't know like what roads were blocked, but if mm-hmm. the Yankees won the World Series, they would have done some kind of parade, even if it wasn't like as big as normal, and brought the trophy like to the top of the rubble. Mm-hmm. Like, you would have had Derek Jeter. Oh, Imagine a picture awesome. of Derek oh, Jeter. God. With, like, you know, the main Yankees right there just holding that trophy, standing, like, on the pile of rubble, like, when Bush nah. gave a speech. <laughs> like, hugging hugging him and everything, and then, like, a, a bold eagle just flies over, bang, and then you got, like, the planes flying over. And, yeah, it would have been a definitely America moment right there, you know. It would have been it would have been awesome. But, again, that's just something that just uh, – it, it, it defines you, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like 95 defined me, and then 2001 defined me also. Like, man, you know, I'm still a Yankee fan. No matter what happens, you know, Mo walking off. Giving up the hit. I mean, not that he blew the game, but technically he was a losing pitcher. So he blows that game. You know what I'm saying? So I was still obviously, you know, the biggest Yankee fan. I was coming off the high of the other World Series. We lost in 01. Okay, fine. 02, you know, they lost in the playoffs. Fine. 03, JJ. Now this is where it starts. This is where it starts. This is where I feel like the overrated stuff starts coming in between 03 to 08. You know what I'm saying? Um, 03 losing to the fucking Marlins. That was terrible. I mean, we terrible, were terrible, terrible season. Oh my god! That I mean, bad. we were we had we had nothing in the tank. We spent oh, it all man. in the ALCS. Man, it, it did. who was it? Jack McKeon? He brought out Josh Beckett in three days rest. I don't even know how old Beckett was. He was twenty one years old. He was young. That game. He was a kid. Man. I mean, they had um, they they had Miggy too. Like that was yep, a young yep. team. They were so that's the thing. We were an older team. We were trying to patch together. Like what was still left from that like 2000, 2001 team and mm-hmm. trying to supplement in to just like keep going and mm-hmm. getting ready to really spend, you know, making an A-Rod acquisition and things like that. And we just got burnt out in that ALCS. I just think we, yeah. we burnt out of options. And the for the Marlins, they were just too young and dumb to uh, to give a care. Doncho Willis was on that team. I mean, he was a he was a monster. Ibrahim Rodriguez was on that team. I mean, yeah, they had a good team, but I mean, I don't know what the over, I don't know what the stat lines were. What the Yankees should be, should have won that World Series, you know? What I mean, I know that they were the favorites, heavily favorites, but okay. So we lost all one, we lost all two, we lost all three. Fine. Now, all four again, all four. I mean, that is just one of the worst fucking things that's ever happened to me in my life. I mean, yeah. the sh- the shit that I talked. I mean, I can't even say the stuff that I talked about when I when the Yankees were up 3-0 to the Red Sox. I mean, it was I probably could have been arrested. I mean, tough I series, just... worst series that I've ever seen. Worst, <laughs> like, baseball thing that has happened. Maybe the worst thing that's happened in my life. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, and I, my wife is not a baseball fan. She's not a sports fan. She's, and, uh, and you know, I, she watches some baseball and not, but if any old 2004 rings up, she just sees a change in my face. And she's like, why does it bother you so much? And I'm like, I'm never going to get over it. You know what I mean? Like that was, I mean, technically any Red Sox fan 
will always have that against us. No matter what, we can win 20 World Series in a row. They still beat us in 2004 when we were up three, three games to zero. Like, yeah. that is fucking terrible. It was terrible, terrible, terrible. And then, so, you know, that that right there was a turning point for Tory for me. I was like, why, why? Game seven, man. I mean, you remember who started that game? Uh, who started game seven? <laughs> game seven in the 04 ALCS. Uh, Javier Vasquez? <laughs> Got Kevin Brown. Oh, yeah, Kevin Brown. <laughs> and then he brought in Vasquez, and Vasquez is the one that gave up the grand Well, that's us game. just – that again, I mean, we're packing pat- <sighs> it together. We're getting Kevin Brown. We're getting eventually, you know, uh, Randy Johnson. Like, we ha- everyone gets to be a Yankee once. We're trying to piece it <sighs> together. But, like, that's not – I don't necessarily blame Torrey because, like, Kevin Brown wasn't the Kevin Brown he was supposed to be. But he wasn't during the whole year. I mean, I don't know what the stats were, but, I mean, it's just – just, it just to me was like – him and then Vasquez, that just killed me right there. Okay, fine. But even then, it wasn't even that much of a, a big deal. Okay, I get it. You know, we lose. Everybody loses. I mean, I'm saying you got to win the World Series every year. That's, that's uh, you know, way overboard. No Yankee fan should to think about that. And then, then JJ, 05, 06, and 07, losing in the first round of the playoffs every single year. You know what I'm saying? And then it was just like, you know, during those years, he made like, he made like $40 million with the Yankees. You know that, right? Like, he's made the most from a manager. He Yankees paid him handsomely. I mean, they pretty much gave him whatever he wanted. You know what I mean? So, uh, what was it? Did, did, was it 08? He was the last year he managed, or was it 07? I don't remember. He I'm managed 07. Right? 07. Because he made 12 years playoffs all 12 years. Okay. So, so uh, then in 07, then in 08, you know, um, so he averaged about $6.5 million over the last three years. It was a $19 million contract over the last three years for the Yankees, getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs with the highest payrolls, which I know, again, uh, we're talking between Yankee fans, not talking to anybody else, but you can't you can't go over that. You know what I mean? You had the best players in your team technically because you had the highest payroll. That's how everybody looks at it. So, I mean, and uh, I'm not saying that's what it is, obviously. It's they, not. Had, they had then offered him – after that, to stay five yep. million a year with a million dollar bonus for each level of the playoffs he reached. So it'd be this eight is million where, for winning the World Series or this for is where the, World Series. Yeah, this is where the turning point for Tory was for me because he says he felt disrespected. You feel disrespected? You're making five, six million dollars a year as a Yankee manager. But it was like, a one year contract. So what, JJ? So what? No one wants matter. a one year contract. You don't want to go we, in there we were as a bouncing, duck. We were bouncing the playoffs for three years in a row. You don't think that's okay? So I mean, he didn't want to be a lame duck. Like I believe <sighs> in a free market where they can say, "Hey, this is what we'll give you," and he has the right to say no, and he could say I he mean, was insulted by it. He, oh, he yeah, he could say he was insulted by it. But I, to me, it was like, look, man, you know what I mean? You're still making the most money as a Yankee manager. We still got to keep you on your toes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what that's what you know we should do. I mean, who's it? In in '03, Grady Little got fired right for leaving Pedro in the in the game, and then in '04. Who did they hire? Who did the rest of us hire? I Man, they won the World Series that year, but they they basically rest us fired pretty little just off of that one that one instance that he let Pedro in too long in you know, two thousand and three. Well, you know yeah, but, so but Grady Little didn't already have four World Series. Yeah, okay, but what have you done for me lately, bro? I mean, we're Yankee fans, man. Come on, let's, no, let's... I mean, so I agree. I mean, I wanted to win the World <laughs> Series all those years. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's and but and, like I wasn't I wasn't calling for Tori's job because he got us like right there. You I get got, as I, close. He he's getting us close. He's getting us in the playoffs. We you know you remember watching those teams when we were getting mm-hmm. bounced, and it's like oh, like we had no core. The core had left. You know Andy mm-hmm. Pettit, uh, 
you know, had, had come along at one point, he leaves, yes. Clemens leaves, they come back there, you know, Clemens is popping up in the owner's box. We've got Gary Sheffield here at one point, Bobby Abreu's coming in at some point. Like it was, everybody got to be a Yankee once mm-hmm. and it was a lot of Steinbrenner. So really it was Steinbrenner ran the team for so long. Then um, he got banned from baseball because of the Dave mm-hmm. Winfield stuff. He mm-hmm. goes ahead and gets – so Gene Michael takes over, builds mm-hmm. us a core, wins a World Series, wins World Series. Cashman keeps that core, wins us more World Series, doesn't win a World Series. Steinbrenner wants to spend. We start getting all these odd pieces. Then we spend, win another World Series, and then as Steinbrenner dies and we've got to let the rest of the pieces kind of fall out, these contracts expire – um, Cashman builds this minor league system, builds us this core that now we're looking at maybe another dynasty. Um, mm-hmm. So I think outside of what Tori did, like just getting to the playoffs, regardless of the talent that they're bringing in and the level that they're supposed to be because of salaries. Um, I mean, Tori managed Derek Jeter from being a child to being the biggest superstar in baseball. And a lot of personality was on with that, and a lot of clashing with uh, Steinbrenner and being in what was MasterCard commercial or American Express commercials <laughs> about it. Um, you know, Bernie Williams, dealing with Bernie Williams, like kind of retiring, kind of not. He feels disrespected. Uh, watching fan favorites like Paul O'Neill retire, taking bums like Scott Brocious and turning them into all-stars and, you know, ALCS MVPs. I think he yeah. managed a lot of personalities and, you know, brought in a humble guy like a Tino Martinez. Obviously, he didn't bring him in, but like managed him taking the place of a captain. I think there was just so much on his on his plate and also dealing with egos of bringing along like bringing Jorge Posada along, who really wasn't supposed to be that good of a player, was supposed to be an infielder, gets gets close to the big leagues as a catcher and has to manage, um, you know, guys like Joe Girardi. Uh, that are ahead of him to say this is the next guy. So kind of making those decisions, um, you know, even for a Derek Jeter and, you know, deciding with Tony Fernandez's injury, like this is what we're going to do. We're going to shoot for it with this kid. Mm. I just – I don't see – I could see frustration. I think you're taking the before and you're taking the tail end and just being like, you know, overall the numbers aren't amazing. But when you take that, like, that time when he was winning those championships, I think it just overcome. Like from a number standpoint, you know, I don't know how many managers have won four World Series. I'm going to Google it, and that's why I'm talking slow. But um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely, uh, I definitely could see. I, obviously, I, I, your point is valid, 100. percent You know, I'm not telling you you're wrong, and I'm not saying I disagree with you at all. It's just the fact. That uh, you know, uh, every time something happens with the Yankees, I mean, after after Tory left and Girardi took over, it was like whenever Girardi did something wrong or did you know the Yankees didn't make you know the Yankees didn't win the World Series because Yankees were still making the playoffs every year anyway, even under Girardi. I think it was just one year that they didn't make the playoffs, and then um, you know it was always like, well, yeah, what if Tory was here, things would have been different. Really, Tory was there, things would have been different. Tory went to the Dodgers after, and they didn't win shit either. So don't say that you know, oh, if Tory was here, Tory. Was was already passed where he should have been with the Yankees. He made a lot of money, and then he moved on to another team, and they didn't win anything either. And I mean, they, that team was loaded too. The Dodgers were loaded, and then playing in the NL West, which is obviously an easier division than it was in in the AL East, especially at that time. 
you know, um, he didn't win anything either. And, you know, so to me, it was like the body of work of Joe Torre as a manager is uh, he's got those fucking fought those those World Series right in the middle. And that makes everything, you know, look a lot better. Obviously, I just always faced the fact that, you know what, like if it was somebody else, could they have could they have won the World Series? I'm almost 100 percent sure the Yankees would have won all those World Series without without Torrey. I mean, I, those Yankees don't win those. No, World I don't without, necessarily uh, think so. Like, you don't think I mean, so? the talent Mariano was there, Rivera. but there was so much of like uh, managing. I mean, you had David Justice coming in hot off smacking around Holly Berry. Like this is like, <laughs> I mean, we're dealing we're dealing with like true superstars. I feel you. I feel you, bro. But the, the problem, and then and then at the end of it all, bro, this is this is what really sealed my fate with him. Why I, I didn't really like him as a person after after because he wrote that book. You read the book. No, I don't you know read about the both. book. The Yankee I, I know years, about whatever. the books. I just don't. I don't. Okay, read so it. the problem, the problem with the Yankee years is that he wrote that book right after you know he wrote he writes this book with Tom Bernucci, and then you know he criticizes the players inside the clubhouse that are still playing. He's still going after a Rod. A Rod's still in that fucking clubhouse. You yeah, know what I'm saying? He's still playing with move. Jeter. So, so to me, to me, right there, that just kind of shows me like, oh, the Yankees didn't pay my money, so now you know I'm gonna shit on the current players that are there. I mean, Derek Jeter and. And uh, and Alex Rodriguez, obviously, you know, nobody knows exactly what the story is, but, you know, that, you know, A-Rod fucking, you know, try to mimic Jeter wherever he was going. You know, Jeter was just, you know, his he was looked up to him, you know, even though A-Rod was talent, more talented, he still looked up to Jeter. And then for him to call him, oh, people didn't like him behind his back. They called him A-Fraud. I mean, come on, bro. Why would you why, you keep you keep the family business? You're a Yankee, right? Like Jay-Z said, I plead the fifth when it comes to the fan. I'm like a dog. I never speak, but I understand. You know what I mean? Like, Jory is a Yankee. Why are you writing books and, and you know, making those known problems in that clubhouse for everybody else to read? It, that, to me, was just, like, a no-go. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I've talked to you on, on your podcast about the Yankees. I'll, he was already, but I won't go anywhere else and talk about yeah, this. Yeah. I will fucking, I will defend Here's Joe Torre like he's fucking my, yeah, like my godfather. Like, I'm not going to shit on Joe Torre. Even if this shit, you know, came out, oh, you said this. I don't give a shit what I said. I don't remember saying that shit. I was fucked up. You know, coronavirus had me all fucked up. <laughs> I, I was talking crazy. You know what I'm saying? But it's the fact that, like, as a Yankee, man, I'm, I'm a Yankee fan. You're, I know you're a Yankee fan. I listen to you all the time, you know, since from the beginning. So Yankee fans will always, you could tell who's the diehards and who's the, the flakes. You know what I mean? That will say, I don't watch baseball as much. I'm a diehard, bro. So to me, I will cheer for anybody in that uniform. I don't care who it is. Rodriguez, Alex Rodriguez came to that team. And uh, I know he was arrogant as shit, but he moved over to his to a third base position when he was better at shortstop than Derek Jeter was. Whatever. You know, he, he, he was the better player. He moved over. To me, that right there showed, you know, a little bit, a little humility in, in saying, you know what, I want to be a winner. I want to be a championship team. And for Tory to, I kind of feel like Tory never really tried to get that, that relationship fixed in that clubhouse, you know, with Derek Jeter and A-Rod. And, you know, when he left and, you know, Girardi took over and 9 happened, I mean, steroids, whatever. I mean, A. Rod just looked like a completely different person, you know. In that old nine playoffs, man, he wasn't, you know, he was he carried us. And to me, I feel I always felt like Tory was a little like, ah, I don't like that shit. Yeah, I really, I would have rather them never win another World Series after me. And yeah, that, I mean, I that, think he was angry. He was an angry ex at the time, and it's weird exactly. because he's a grown, he was a grown man. He's an old man. Um, but you know, O.J. Simpson killed his wife, but he was still <laughs> a great football player. Like that doesn't cancel out like what he did, at, you know, as right, a manager. So right. I appreciate, listen, I appreciate your point of view. I appreciate the, um, 
you know, hopefully conversation started. If you're listening to this, let us know what you think. George's Box Pod on Twitter will be uh, tweeting it, and we'll be uh, tagging Ryan and his handle uh, at Stadium S T A T U Z Stadium Status. Um, Ryan, I really appreciate you uh, kind of throwing out a hot take, and and we'll see what the people think. Thanks, man. Thanks, JJ, man. I uh, I really appreciate the platform you guys are performing, man. And uh, you know, you guys are you definitely doing something, man. While we're still waiting for this baseball season to start, man. I I don't know what's gonna happen, honestly. I mean, what do you think? What, what's your last thing on that? What do you think? Uh, anything is gonna uh, start? I'm I'm hoping for mid May. Um, as <sighs> as things continue to look worse, it might be it might be June. Uh, I can't, man. I can't do this. I got these kids in this house, and I need to do something. <laughs> so I can't. I can't do it, man. We've but all been you know there. what? Last last thing is that if it's a if it's a destination World Series, man, South Florida is really nice in um, December. So I uh, if if it does happen and they decide to do a destination World Series in South Florida, JJ, you welcome to my house, man. It's gonna be. Gotta, it's gonna be. I appreciate, it, man. I might take you up <laughs> on it because it's gonna be like uh, probably Super Bowl week pricing down there. Oh man, yeah, it's gonna be pretty insane. I, I mean, at least we could tailgate. We could do something out here. I mean, it, it, it'll it'll be crazy, man. I don't know. It might change the landscape. What do you think? Destination World Series every four years? What, I don't know. Maybe baseball will try something like that. It could know. be. It could be. I mean, it'll be interesting because that'll be a moneymaker for them. But uh, you know, oh, yeah. there'll be teams that uh you know totally disagree with it like you know like the yankees who are just like of course you know, we want to sell our home well shit. it's yankee stadium south down here i mean you know i've been to tampa that shit's a dump but i went to uh to marlins park when the yankees are playing tomorrow i think it was about two years ago and i mean 90 percent of the fucking stadium was yankee fans anyway so we would definitely be uh we'd definitely be represented down there anyway down here anyway with uh yankee fans that you know came down from new york so uh well we'll see we'll see what happens man yeah i'm, man. I'm ready for ready for the season bro I, i'm tired i'm tired of uh Oh, freezing cold takes, bro, honestly. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs>Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.